Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Play clock's winding down. They get it off. McCaffrey, right side, big scene. Cut, 30. McCaffrey! Touchdown, San Francisco! Oh, Christian's unbelievable. He told me I'm coming out that that play was going to score. It was called 18 Mike, and it was part of our openers. We didn't get to it till the, the second drive, but he goes, that Mike's going to go, it's going to score. Now, we didn't get the exact look we wanted, but we were a little surprised on it, but Christian was right. He was a man of his word. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. You know who you are. You know who you are. There's a person at our... Niner get together, and uh, I'm going to protect his name, but you know who you are. And I have a new rule now whenever people are watching big games with me. Oh, God. Sounds like a fun party. A party with rules. Listen. This guy's got rules. You want to come to the Super Bowl party? I'm I, out. I, I, fine. Be out. I'm already, I already got a yellow card last year because I browbeated some nine-year-old who was there. You did. Whatever. He yeah. had it coming to him. So did the 16-year-old. <laughs> Both those kids. He's going to be 17 later this and week. And I'm going to see the 9-year-old here in six days, but go ahead. Um, or five. No phones. No phones? No phones. Can you help me fix my phone? <laughs> That's a four, Grandy. Well played. No phones. Why? Because the tweets? Because, no, they get notifications you know what that is, to, right? Yes, it's a notification sensation. Cha-ching! It tells you what happened in the game before we see it. No way. Yes. This what are you on, dial-up? No. No. You're on that Xfinity, the notifi- right? The notification will come. For, the broadcast is on delay. That's a rule. So you is must ours. be on DirecTV. So is ours. Yeah. Like, people. You know, these... Okay, watch this. Three, two, one. Don't do yeah. it. You won't. That didn't happen just now. It happened 20 seconds ago. Well, the best way to do it is if I drop another S-bomb, which I won't, because I see uh, the boss. You won't. <laughs> You're damn right I won't. Yeah. OS. So If uh, I drop a classic OS, it takes you 14 seconds to listen, hear it. Listen. So not only does my son do it a couple times where he's like, oop, field goal's going to be good. And, and I'm like, will you shut up? Put the phone away for That's crying terrible. out loud. I'm with you on that. No, but this gets worse. On the McCaffrey touchdown run. Which the, one? The Niners are down 13-7. to seven. Okay. Okay, the one that we just heard. This guy, this guy's sitting there, and he accidentally, you know, like the phone buzzes, and he's like, oh, who's texting me? And he looks at it, and he sees what happens, and he goes, oh, my God, you won't believe it. There's going to be a score on the next play. But he's draped in Niner gear, and he's not happy. He goes, oh, you won't believe it. 
the Niners had the ball, so we were like, oh, great. He goes, I didn't say it was the Niners. I'm like, oh, for crying out loud, Brock Purdy threw a pick six. Oh, this, God. This season's over. And then he turns around and hands it to Christian. So for a, a split second, I'm like, you fumbled? And I was about to come after Matt Hagan because of that stupid keyword last week. Look. You want to win the McCaffrey jersey? Text the word fumble. I was like, I'm I came a, from corporate. I'm out. I'm going to have this dude's neck. Like, oh, my God. And then McCaffrey breaks through and scores the touchdown, and he looks at everyone and goes, ah, gotcha. I'm like, it's taken everything in my power, and I love this man, to not throw you out the damn house right now. I hate rules at I parties, but I can't believe I'm you, you just that. did that. I'm so with you on that. To everybody. You gave us a heart attack and changed the experience of Christian McCaffrey's touchdown. Right. I mean, I'm like, look, people, come on. Like, I, listen, you want to keep your phone in the pocket? Keep your phone in the pocket. But good Lord, are we watching the game together or are we watching the game together? Exactly. What are we doing? I'm totally with you on that. Anyway. And that just takes away. And I don't know if we heard it on the call that Grandy just played from Brian Burkhart, but earlier in the the pre-call sequence, did I get his name wrong? Kevin Burkhart. Kevin Burkhart, yeah. Brian Burkhart. <laughs> Brian Baumgartner. I used to work with right. Brian Burkhart. Balding. I worked with Brian Burkhart. Wow, where was Who that? Who the hell anyway, is Brian Burkhart? I think he's a former traffic reporter from oh, uh, Total exciting. Traffic okay. decades ago. Yeah. But before the play call Who are you? got picked up by Grandy, you hear Purdy say to Charlie Warner, no, 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 stay there. Because he was about to go in motion, and he told him to stay to the strong side of the formation and then McCaffrey goes for the touchdown. So that's just one of the small things that Purdy does that nobody realizes. By the way, play clock. Yeah, did you Stay see? There. Did you Thank see? Thank you. One more time. Stay there. Stay there. Yeah, because he's about to God, go he's in. Even got a high he was voice. about to shift the, to the other side of the formation, and Brock hurt. had him stay there. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Grandy. By the way, did you see what else Brock did? He used our motto on this show. Did you hear it? What are you did doing? You see? He did. He did. So late game, <laughs> when he missed Ray Ray, it looked like an awful throw. I can only imagine, though, Brock thinks Ray Ray turned the wrong way because he was open. And it, I was like, oh, my God, that was a terrible he throw. He threw it to no one. Right, because Ray Ray, at least again, I'm not, I don't know what the play call was. Right. Brock certainly thought he was going to turn the other way because they panned right back to Brock and slow-mo. What are you <laughs> doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing, Ray Ray? Get your bleep together. You're supposed to go the other way. We would have had six. Yep. Everything was all out of whack, man. There well, was there was no one over there except the football. No. Bouncing was, to the empty turf. Look, it, 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 the whole thing, quite frankly, yes, there were individuals who performed great. Ward, Lenore. Um, Brock on the last drive. McCaffrey. Uh, McCaffrey had a great game. Kittle had a drop. Ayuk had a drop. Um, no one was awesome. Shanahan head scratching at times. So the whole thing was often out of sync, which I guess is not terribly surprising. Um, I do think, and this is not an excuse, because this came up in baseball again last year, where all the teams that played that first series while the other teams waited, came out and played really well and started knocking teams out. I wonder if sometime down the road, this is all sports, I wonder if sometime down the road we're going to change this up a little bit. I get it in football, you really want the rest. 
You really want to get healthy. But by the same token, we are building up an interesting resume with regard to the idea that sitting and hanging out for three weeks is not good. It's not good. It knocks you out of sync, and someone comes in who is fully the opposite. In sync, confident, in the flow. I wonder. Well, it's going to change in football because they're going to go to 16 teams in the playoffs. That's money. So I think over time here in the next, I'd say, three to five years, that whole thing will go away based on the NFL realizing what we all already realize, which is more football is good football. So we're going to get to 16 teams in the playoffs, I think. Right, but that probably means two teams. So they go back to two teams with a bye. No, because if you have eight and eight, you can't do... Sure you can. You go three versus you got, eight. You got six teams. You have three games in the in each conference. And, and uh, well, let's see. Yeah, I guess that wouldn't work, would it? No. Yeah. No, yeah. you'd wind up with five teams advancing. Yeah. If you have eight and Maybe eight... Maybe you go four and four. Maybe you got four, every division winner gets a bye. And then, then you wind up with six teams left. Yeah. yeah it still doesn't work. Uh, so then you wind up with right. three teams six left. Six teams left. You have three games. Right. And then you have three winners, and now you have three teams left. Yeah, I guess that would And then you either. do a round robin. Yeah. I, I mean, you go to eight. You go to eight and eight, and there's no more bye. I mean, you could do that. You, like, I you think could they will do that. do that. I think that what we found with this is that I mean, what do we love about Super Wild Card Weekend? We like three games, and we had two on Monday, and I was wrong about the Monday because I watched both those games on the Monday, and it was kind of cool to have a Monday game at 2 o'clock, and maybe it was because it was MLK Day, and we all were off. It was more convenient. But it always will be. Like and if it always, always will be, yeah. then let's have that. Let's two, put two, three two. games on Monday. Yeah. We'll wow. do, you know, we could do two, three, three. You're not going to take them away from sake. the weekend. The numbers on these weekends right. are absolutely But the point is, is, you could do away with the bye very easily. And the other part of what you're saying is Kyle Shanahan told us last week that they practiced really hard and that the rest versus rust thing, it's not a thing. So I'm not giving him that as an excuse as to why they came out and played poorly. Because he said no, not we went through hard practices, and so there is no rust. Well, I I wonder though in this particular case because for instance, you know, while well, the Ravens did it too, this wasn't just a buy. This was double buys. Sure. Like Brock Purdy sure. did not play since the Commanders game. We talked about it last week. He's not played in the calendar year of 2024 until Saturday, January 20th. So, no, it's not an excuse. It's not an excuse, obviously. You can't. It doesn't matter. You have to go out and win the football game, and they did. But I, 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 you got to also acknowledge, like, you take three full weeks off, and then you come out – in driving rain to go against a team that's clearly better than what they were early in the year, not really playing like a seven seed, playing more like a four seed, you know, maybe it's no surprise that this thing was tight. Maybe it's no surprise this thing was tight. Um, All right, we're going to get back to your calls coming up next. Plus, Ryan Clark, ESPN. Oh, wait till you hear his Purdy comments. That's coming up. It's a Monster Monday. Brought to you by First 5 California. To learn four things you can do to overcome toxic stress, go to first5california.com. It's Willard and Dibs. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. 
Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Realistically, need at least 25 yards. Love. Pressure up the middle. Runs away. Throws across his body. And that is picked. 49ers have it. Greenlaw. Go down! He needs to get down! Go down! He's He's got to go down! Go Go down! San Francisco! Score! Takes over! Oh yeah, I heard him. (laughs) But Fred told me I was supposed to get a pick six. So, I mean, it was kind of his fault because he told me, he was like, man, you're getting a pick six. So, I was trying to get one every time I, I got that ball. But yeah, I know I need to go down. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. I mean, I do not want to be this dude at the party, but it's really not that funny. It's really not. It's really funny. It's not that funny. It's funny until something bad happens. Yeah, and then it's the worst thing that's ever happened to the organization ever. If. Yeah. And I wouldn't wouldn't go that far. I can mention the Roger Craig fumble. The Kyle Williams double muff but punt. Those are, those are all within the framework of playing smart football and playing the game and fumbles happen. This would be the bonehead of the century. He only ran around for nine seconds. Dibs. Mark, I just watched it again. He catches it and slides with 44 ticks left. Good Lord. And he's got room to run. He's at the 50. He's kind of at the 45. And then he cuts back at the 40. He runs around at the 35. And now he's near the 30. And he's breaking tackles. Stop it. You can't stop him. Stop it. Mark, nine seconds was the uh, the totally lapsed time. It was the worst nine seconds of the night. And there were a lot of bad nine second uh, windows throughout the night. I was with you. Dude, I lost my voice. Get down. Get down. Like, what are you doing? And then after I saw that he wasn't getting down, you know what I said? What'd you say? Pitch it! Just (laughs) lateral it! If you're not going to get down, then let's just make something happen. Make a play. If you had the Niners with the points, you were fired up that he was trying to get Uh, the down. I did have have the Niners with the points. Moody probably would have missed the extra point. I mean, come on. Uh, Wow. I mean, dude. Like, that felt... Do you remember the old movie Tin Cup? Kevin Costner, the golf movie. Ball. Give me a ball. Yeah, remember when he just like he he goes for for two on the par five like eleven times in a row. Well, the first time he nutted it and he got a bad bounce. He got off a bad the, break off the uh, yeah, off he got the a bad bank. Beat. What was the, the the woman's name? The actress who was the love interest in the in the movie uh, starts with an R. 
I think. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Renee Russo. Thank you. I was stuck on Rachel Ward. I, I knew know. That was I kept wrong. going to Rachel also. I'm Renee like, Rachel Russo. Ray? No, it's not Rachel Ray. <laughs> Renee Russo. It, where, like, after the eighth time, she goes, go for it, Roy. Just go for it. Like, whatever, dude. And that's kind of where I was at, at like second seven with Dre. <laughs> yeah, dude. Fine. Go you, score. You want to blow your whole career? Do it. Do it. Have a blast, bro. Go down. Good Lord. That was flirting with disaster. It was pretty funny. It, it was, was funny, funny because once he fell. It's like when you're, it wasn't a, funny till when he you're fell. in a pool party and your buddy's like, I'm going to jump off the roof into the pool. And it's like, oh, God. I mean, oh, and you think about how bad it could go. And then he does a flip off the roof and he nails it. It's like, oh, that was pretty cool. Yeah. But still, don't do it again. No, it made for great press conferences, and I'm here for great press conferences, but dude. Dude. Kyle was happy with the choice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was hoping he'd score I, like, stuff. I, I, I guarantee you there was, I, at some point, ah, ha, 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 ha. No, okay, no, no, but for real. Don't ever do that again. Right. No, and, no, no, Dre, Dre, for real. Right, Don't right. Don't ever do that again. You've said this before, and you are right when you say it. We're talking about Dre Greenlaw. So you want Dre Greenlaw to live on a certain edge. You want him to live in a certain place. I know. And that place where he lives is fourth and one. I'm coming in, and I'm going to try to take Jordan Love's well, head off. I'd actually like him to hit the brakes a little bit. There's a couple too many No, you can't. Yeah, but I know you can't. You can't. I know you it's can't. It's like asking Draymond Green to not you know, yell at refs and, and commit flagrants. Yeah, although the world is now asking him to do just that. Well, we haven't seen. We've seen one game, one game. of Draymond Green, yeah. and we haven't yet seen Dre Greenlaw be asked to or have to dial that back. So I'm not saying that, you know, he's not going to be talked to. When they do film study today, I guarantee you oh, there's, there's going to be a lot of laughter, and at the end of it, you're probably right. Shanahan will say, "Go the bleep down." Right. You've got to know what's going on with the time and the space. Well, I like Greenlaw's answer, which was Fred Warner told me I was going to get a pick six, and so what am I supposed to do? My captain told me I was going to get one, so yeah. I'm trying to make Fred right. I thought it was great. That would have been the worst cover of all time. That would have been the worst cover of all time. Your Packers plus nine and a half. Ooh, if you had that's lost a bad that. beat. Thirty-one twenty-one. That was my prediction, by the way. Was Thirty-one it? twenty-one. Twenty-one twenty-one. No wonder you wanted Dre to keep running. I actually wanted him to get down, but honestly, after like four or five seconds, my thought was, well, "Go ahead, then." Yeah. Just go ahead. Yes, yeah, whatever. I'm not going to be sitting here in the East Bay screaming, the, "Get the, down!" The band is on the field. Let's Pretty go. much, right? Let's, yeah. Have fun. Only live once. And I couldn't, I couldn't yell too loud because that game went so late that... Was the baby down? She was falling asleep on me. Oh. Now, I was going to put her down, and Supper was like, we need to take her up. And there's five minutes to go, and the Niners have the ball, and they're trailing. And I said, honey, we're going to have to ride this out. And so baby girl is getting fussy, so I pick her up. And she has head on shoulder, and I'm like, okay, yeah. this is you got to do it. I mean, this is as happy as 20, I can be right now. 2014 World Series, Giants. 2014 World right. Series. Jude is Jude is about one four months old. Oh wow, even younger. Yeah. yeah. Oh no no no, he's about, about seven months old. Yeah okay, seven months old. And those games would go right, and no doubt. And here he, comes Bumgarner out of the pen, dude. Bumgarner's coming out of the pen, 
and we're just like I'm watching one of the most <laughs> epic performances I've ever seen in sport. Oh yeah. And Jude, seven months old, is asleep on the shoulder, just asleep. And I'll never forget. Abe was old enough to stay up. Let's watch the World Series. He was like seven years old. Ella's online shopping. Ella's like whatever exactly. She's on Amazon <laughs> asking for more. And uh, and I'll never forget what I did because the energy's all there. Like pop up left side. Pablo, he's under it. He makes the catch, and I'm like, yes, exactly. Yeah! <laughs> and I'm whisper at screams, that, like, whisper screams, <laughs> like face turning red. But do not make audible noise. Do not wake the baby, dude. Ever. Uh, we'll play. Uh, we'll play Ryan Clark for you in a second. It'll it'll make you mad. Uh, let's go to uh, Peter and Milbray. Hi, Peter. What are you doing? I'm driving around the Bay Area. Thank you guys for taking my call. Aimlessly? Uh, and no, 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 just driving home. Okay. Driving home. Not a bad <laughs> uh, uh, First thing I want to say here is, is that when it comes to rest versus rut, uh, I was one of those people that when they won against the commanders, play, play them the first quarter. Play everybody the first quarter against the, the Rams and then take them all out. Because... I feel like you're in the perfect position there. And, you know, they, 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 got, they got a little rusty. I think there was some rust combined with the rain. Also, if we're talking about the run game, um, Armstead uh, hasn't played for like eight weeks. So he's our best run stopper. But the big thing I want to get into is that Brock Purdy, he had a bad game. I'm not going to deny that. Yep. But every pundit that I've heard says, said, here's the four things we want. <laughs> Nick Wright. Four things we want. Um, one, conditions can't be ideal. Yep. Two, he has to lose a, a weapon. Yep. Three, it has to be trailing in the fourth quarter by seven or more points. Yep. And four, he has to give him a game-winning drive. Well, if I count it out right, it was raining and they were rusty. Debo got hurt. Uh... They were trailing by seven at the start of the fourth quarter, and Brock Purdy drove them down the field. And... Yep, Peter, we lost you, but I th- yeah, we get the point. We get the point. It's funny because I um, this is what I said in the crossover. No matter what you thought about Brock Purdy going into this game, you walked away at the end of it going, you were right. Everybody thinks they were right. Amy Trask, I'm sure, was like, see, I told you. Seven terrific quarterbacks Seven, and Brock Purdy. And Brock Purdy. And listen to what Ryan Clark had to say on uh, on on ESPN. I'm about to um, make a confession. The single hardest thing I had to do this year was act like Brock Purdy deserved to be in the conversations with the other people we're mentioning in that tweet. Because he was playing extremely well and operating in that offense and distributing the ball to Kittle and Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, we had to continue to include him in conversations with the Lamar Jacksons. We had to continue to include him in conversations with the Josh Allen. Those things are not alike. Brock Purdy is a fine player. Brock Purdy can operate in Kyle Shanahan's offense at an extremely efficient level. Brock Purdy doesn't raise the level of play of anyone around him. Mm. And so when you talk about Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, the people around them benefit 
from having those sorts of players at the quarterback position. Brock Purdy benefits from having the sort of players he has at the skill positions around him. Okay, there's more that Ryan said, which we'll play in just a second, but let's start with this. Um, We know that this opinion is out there. We may or may not share it on some level. Here's what I would say. There's one thing in there that Ryan said that is categorically false which is that Brock Purdy does not raise the level of play of the people around him. Uh, The numbers bear it out 100%. But you cannot tell me that Brandon Ayuk has ever looked like this. Period. I told you that a 49er employee told me last week, we now have a quarterback who's unlocked our play caller, meaning that he can now go completely into his bag, which he could not do with Jimmy Garoppolo. Does that not mean it's an elevation sensation? That is elevating that is elevating the people around you at the same time there's another sort of like flaw in this argument nobody even me dibs nobody ever said ever said that brock purdy was as talented as lamar jackson or josh allen who said that or mahomes or mahomes mahomes is the face of the league yeah nobody ever said that so the idea that you feel forced to have put the, those names in a conversation together is more about the MVP race, which is not about who's the most talented. Right. It's about the production. It's about the numbers. It's about the team. It's about whatever you get from that position. And put all the numbers together, and he does have similar numbers. In fact, the best numbers of any quarterback in the league. So set that apart. Nobody said he had the raw talent of a Josh Allen or a Patrick Mahomes. Who does? Who does? But in the end, who cares? Right. The, the, the goal is for your QB to produce. That's it. That's it. And, I, and I, it's funny to me sometimes where we're like, well, he's back there distributing the ball. What? what? What are any of the quarterbacks doing? Right. What well, Josh Jordan Allen's Lee? running it, and okay. Lamar Jackson's running it. He what's ran for over 100 yards. What's Jordan so. Love doing? Jordan Love is distributing trying to, the ball. Well, he's distributing the ball to the 49ers, unfortunately. <laughs> there you go. In the big moments. And so I don't know about that argument about you know him not making the people around him better. I don't even know what that looks like because ultimately his job is to run the play that's called and execute the play based on the scheme. And I think he does that. So it, does he not make the people around him better because he doesn't have a huge arm and he doesn't have the ability to run for 100 yards in a game? Is that what makes it so that he's not somebody who makes the people around him better? I see a guy who made the necessary plays to win the game, including a big run on that uh, drive, the touchdown drive that gave him the lead when he pulled it down and ran for 9 or 10 yards on a play where they needed something and it broke down. So does that mean he doesn't make the players around him better? I don't really know what that part of the argument is about. And I understand it's hard for people, especially when he has a game like that, where if you take out the last drive in the fourth quarter, it was a bad game. A bad game. He had a yep. an early pick that they should have had. He threw it right to the Green Bay Packers, and they dropped it. He had another one that should have been picked off that wasn't. Those are breaks that 
that sometimes go your way, sometimes they don't, like Baltimore, where you throw four picks and three of those were tipped, and one was just an absolute giveaway. And ultimately, he'll be judged by how he does on Sunday, and if they win that, how they do in the Super Bowl. Uh, Charles Robinson is a really good writer for Yahoo. You know Charles. Yeah. Uh, Charles tweeted something out. Let me scroll and find it because I thought that this was... uh, Here we go. Um, He tweeted out right after the game, Brock Purdy has 25 starts, including the playoffs in his career, in his first two NFL seasons. He was the 49ers' number three QB 18 months ago. He continues to be resilient. He had a vital game-winning drive Saturday in crap conditions. Some of y'all have a hatred of him that borders on weirdo behavior. That's something that I sent out, and I think it's why Ethan got in touch. Ethan Strauss, who wrote an article about this, that y'all should go read, House of Strauss. It's really interesting, and it's based on that question of if Brock Purdy had had Jordan Love's game, what would we be doing today? And I think we'd be trying to replace him. A lot of people would be trying to replace Brock Purdy. It is. This is weirdo behavior. It's weirdo behavior. And I know that sometimes the bar starts to fly in the other direction a little bit too much for for everybody's taste. Stop bringing up Joe Montana's name or, or whatever. That's all fine. I don't even really care about that. But this is. It's weirdo behavior. I, I have never in my life, in any sport, seen somebody come out, play so well, and do it out of a we-never-saw-you-coming type place and encounter what this player has encountered. It's usually something that's celebrated. It's usually something that amazes people. It's a story that people want to tell. It's a Disney movie, as we've said. I've never seen the little engine that could come out, perform at such a level, and, and encounter the negativity that this player creates. It's unbelievable. It's partly the era in which he's playing, and if this would have happened in Kurt Warner's era, which was 25 years ago, he wouldn't get the same level of backlash because there wasn't the same vehicle for the criticism. And we're in an era now where everything gets criticized. If it's the officials, the play calling, the quarterback play... Ambry Thomas, all of it, there's a certain amount of criticism and blowback that comes with the nature of the gig now more than ever before. And, and I, I disagree with you in terms of how many people would be calling for his job if he would have had Jordan Love's performance. I mean, some people would have, sure, but it's a non-starter in terms of the organization. If oh, Brock Purdy goes out there. on Sunday and has the same line that Jordan Love had, if he goes 21 for 34... Throws for 194 and two interceptions and two touchdowns. If that's Brock Purdy's line on Sunday and they lose to the Lions 24 21, people will be frustrated and upset. But to think that he's going to lose his job is nonsense because of the year he had and what he makes in terms of salary. Well, but that's, I'm not saying you're wrong there. I don't think the 49ers would be saying that. Of course and, not. And. Uh, you projecting that forward to the Lions game to me is different. If he went out there in round one as a one seed with a bye and the seven seed came to town and he had a lead the whole game and then threw two awful fourth quarter picks to lose that game and have the 49ers season end on January 20th, I'm not saying it's rational, but there would be a line of callers today. 
a line of them saying that this guy is not the right guy. Right. And I think that you have the same sentiment when it comes to everything else we've talked about on this station today in terms of the outrage after a win, by the way. And I've had a hard time with that throughout the course of the day in terms of this being a victory Monday. And people are frustrated with Nick Bosa. Where are you, Nick Bosa? Where are you at, Nick Bosa? Well, he did have five QB hits, and he didn't have a sack. And, you know, the defensive line was not disruptive across the board. And Steve Wilkes, maybe he's doing things wrong because, you know, the defense didn't look the way we want him to look. Well, they only gave up three touchdowns, and one of the touchdowns was because the special teams got the uh, Packers down to about the 20-yard line, and so it was a short field. Green Bay was 2 of 5 in the red zone, which to me is a testimony to a good defense. And people want to run Ambry Thomas out and all of the other outrage that we're all feeling about a victory I just have a hard time with. And I understand it's the nature of fans and it's the nature of our business, but I think sometimes we have to take a step back and realize that the team won the game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the end all, of course. Jan in Mountain View. Hey, Jan, what's going on? Can you hear me okay? We got you, Jan. Okay, what I'm what I'm uh, going to bring up is something I haven't heard today and uh I've heard all the programming going on since uh this morning at 6 a.m. and uh that is that uh okay, Shanahan needs to uh come up with an alter- alternative game plan uh uh for instance like, you know, a plan B, you know, when Okay, Debo gets uh, injured in the first quarter. Okay, go ahead and uh, you know uh, have a have an alternate you know an alternative plan to uh, try to uh, get better. And the same thing goes for the defense for Wilkes, you know, because uh, I'll tell you something: if they do make it to the Super Bowl, uh, I got news. Uh, Andy Reid knows uh, Shanahan backwards and forwards, and uh, I'm sure that. Uh, the Baltimore coach knows the same. That's all. Thank you very much. Jan, thanks. I, I, I'll say this. You know, um, I think the world going into these playoffs of the Ravens and the 49ers defenses, and the Ravens defense was fantastic. The Niners were not. Uh, I haven't seen any team outside of Baltimore so far in these playoffs that looks like they've got a great defense, Kansas City included. I think all of these teams can play well at times and in certain situations. But, I mean, look at the Super Bowl last year. Not a situation that came down to defense. Right. The Niners may need to do that. The Niners may need to do this, what everyone's been asking Brock Purdy to do anyway. They may need to outscore some teams. You might need to outscore Detroit. You might need to score 30 in this one. You might need to score 30 in the Super Bowl. The conditions are all going to be perfect for it. So, you got to be willing to play that way because for whatever reason, this defense is not monsters of the midway right now. Right, and I think when you look at Detroit's offense and what they've been able to do most of the time this year, they are able to run it and pass it. They are explosive. They can grind you out. I think 30 is going to be needed this Sunday. Um, Bobby Moon on YouTube, Super Chat. Shanahan didn't kick the field goal at the end of the third, so he could go into the fourth, down seven, and snap that 0-for-30 streak of fourth-quarter comebacks down five. So he waited until the fourth quarter um, to score so that he could snap the stat. 
Yeah, genius. Because if I'm Kyle Shanahan, that's what I'm worried about in the middle of a playoff game as a one seed. I'm going to be worried about some statistical oddities. Well, you had a chance with uh, 33 out. seconds left where you could have kicked it. Maybe it was the direction of the of the wind and the Maybe. field, but it could be what Bobby Moon's talking about because you waited until the first snap of the fourth quarter to kick that thing. Uh, the 49ers are in the NFC title game for the fourth time in five years. Your reaction to the stressful game? We'll keep taking your calls at 888-957-9570. We are presented by Fremont Bank. Full-service banking, no compromises. This is Willard and Dibs. The Road to Vegas is brought to you by Marowest Credit Union. Working for you today, tomorrow, together. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. All right, 888-957-9570. Niners NFC Championship, fourth time in five years. That's a mixed bag. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, and 35% of the all-time championship games have yeah. included the Niners. It's incredible. Which is also a mixed bag because they're 7-11 and 11 in those games. Yeah, well, 7-11, and 11, you know, I mean, obviously it's a hard game. You're not going to win them all. I look at it more in terms of what we're looking at right now. And then even going back to the Harbaugh era, it's like the Niners, man, you could name the NFC title game after them. But... They don't have a Super Bowl win. No. Like, that's too many near misses. Um, we're heading into Buffalo Bills territory. If if the Niners don't get this done one of these times, I think we're kind of heading into that territory a little bit. Like, it's a, that's why Maybe I say... we lost two Super Bowls in a row. Right. My point, though, is, like, if you're in the Final Four four times in five years... Feels like you should come out of there with one. Yeah. At least one. Feels that way. You know? 2019, you had the blown lead against Kansas City. And then the last two conference championship games, you had chances. Sure. But and last year is kind of a of a an erase it game because of what happened to your quarterback and your backup quarterback. That's one where you look at it and you go, okay. I mean, no team ever, anywhere is gonna win that game. Uh, You're just not going to. Of course, of course. Even if your backup came in and survived and didn't get concussed and played well, 
you still probably lose that game by two touchdowns. You look, though, with the previous two, the 10-point lead in the fourth quarter, Jaquaski tart obviously mm-hmm. there was more time on the clock, all of that stuff. But, uh, yeah, yeah, feels like they probably should have had one by now. And I actually think that's that's why Saturday night was unsettling to people. They won the game, and that's all that matters. But we've spent the majority of the year with the look. The Niners have always had the look. That looks like the best team in football. Um, That's the favorite in every single game. And you come out of that game and you're like, I don't know if we have the look anymore. Maybe that's irrelevant, but I think that that's what Niner fans want. Niner fans want to look and feel like the best team in football, and over the weekend they didn't. Baltimore did. Yeah, Baltimore did, I suppose. I mean, Baltimore in a spot against... I don't know. Would they? Would you say that? No, Tampa's probably the worst team remaining of the eight. But Houston probably. would be, to me, the seventh best team. And Houston played well for the first half, and then that thing just got away from them. And you realize, okay, rookie quarterback on the road in Baltimore against the best team in the AFC. That's the way that game probably should have gone. I mean, they hung tight for the first half, and then Baltimore was just better on both sides of the ball after that. And that's kind of the way that one went. I thought last night's game was. Just an th- absolute thriller. And your heart goes out to Buffalo again Jeez. for the missed field goal. And another another season where you're left wondering, not really about the quarterback, but about Buffalo in general. And, you know, I don't believe in jinxes or curses, but something about that poor franchise just doesn't feel oh right. God, no joke. Yeah. Uh, the Roast and uh, Goo and FP were phenomenal today with their reactions to the game. You can check that out as well if you haven't already. Make sure... Uh, to subscribe to Willard and Dibs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you find your favorite podcast. While you're there, you can check out the shows that happened earlier today and get all of their thoughts and the reacts as well on the 49er victory. All right, we played one Ryan Clark comment. There's another one, but if you just joined us, let's go back to the first one. Ryan Clark on ESPN said this about Brock Purdy. I'm about to um, make a confession. The single hardest thing I had to do this year was act like Brock Purdy deserved to be in the conversations with the other people we're mentioning in that tweet. Because he was playing extremely well and operating in that offense and distributing the ball to Kittle and Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, we had to continue to include him in conversations with the Lamar Jacksons. We had to continue to include him in conversations with the Josh Allen. Those things are not alike. Brock Purdy is a fine player. Brock Purdy can operate in Kyle Shanahan's offense at an extremely efficient level. Brock Purdy doesn't raise the level of play of anyone around him. And so when you talk about Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, the people around them benefit from having those sorts of players at the quarterback position. Brock Purdy benefits from having the sort of players he has at the skill positions around him. Um, just, uh, it's it's more of the same. Yeah. Um, but the idea that Brock Purdy doesn't elevate the people around him, I think, is a crazy take. The other thing that I notice, especially this time around and listening to it for a second time, um, do you see the past tense nature of what he's saying? And that's fascinating to me. And it goes to the point I made earlier with regard to the idea that no matter what your Purdy take was before this game, you walked out of it and went, see, I was right. Right. 
And Ryan Clark is speaking about this as it's now been decided. I do not need to speak about Brock Purdy in these terms anymore. And I do not need to put him in the same conversation with other quarterbacks anymore. Well, really, Ryan, I think Brock's playing this weekend. Yeah. I saw that tweet pointed at Amy Trask from another people. Looks like four terrific quarterbacks are going to be watching Brock Purdy play this weekend. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, you can... You can sit here and and act like that performance empowered you. Um, it was not a good performance. He did not play well for the majority of the night. But how can you walk out of there feeling empowered about the idea that Brock Purdy is not really that good when he also spent the fourth quarter doing all of the things that, that everyone's been saying he can't do. And how can you put it in terms of past tense, even for this season, when he's got one game, maybe two more games yet to play? And if he goes out against Detroit and he goes 31 of 35 and throws for 330 and four touchdowns and they beat the Lions 41-38, now what? what then? Yeah. What, what do we talk about in terms of being Ryan Clark and other naysayers when he goes to the Super Bowl and he actually is the reason. And Debo doesn't play, potentially, and we don't know. And I look forward to getting Doc Pandia's thoughts tomorrow about what he thinks in terms of the injury, because we won't know about Debo until we get much closer to game time. Maybe even he's a game time decision. We won't really know, but what do you say about Brock Purdy if he goes out, balls out, and they win, and then they go to the Super Bowl? So I think it's interesting you pointing that out about Ryan Clark in the past tense nature of the argument because this is not a done deal. And Brock Purdy is still playing, and it's down to Mahomes, MVP, two-time Super Bowl winner, and Lamar Jackson, one MVP, probably getting number two here in yep. the matter of three weeks. Jared Goff, he's been to a Super Bowl, number one overall pick, having a nice year for the upstart Lions, and then Mr. Irrelevant. So do we say that there are three terrific quarterbacks Apparently. and then Brock Purdy? Apparently. Yeah. And I'm not trying to pick at Amy Trask because I love Amy, but Ryan Clark is kind of furthering that narrative. You've got Lamar, who's a two-way freak of nature. You've got Mahomes, face of the league, and the best player in football. And you've got Jared Goff, who nobody seems to want to throw shade at anymore because of what he's done against Detroit. And then there's Kyle Shanahan's quarterback. Right. And Christian McCaffrey's signal caller. It's odd. And George Kittle's thrower of the football. Oh, he's distributing the ball to his weapons. Right. What is Jared Goff doing? What is Mahomes doing? Right. I mean, the Jared Mahomes Goff one been, to me is more know. interesting because if you want to talk weapons, Kansas City has, they don't have a lot of they, weapons. They've they got, got a couple. They, got a, they good, got a tough, tough running back. They've got maybe the best tight end in football. And we could have a Kittle Kelsey debate maybe Super Bowl week if it comes to that. And then he's got a bunch of youngsters. And then he's got. You know, Valdez Scantling, right. who played actually played well. Rasheed Rice has turned into a real Rasheed receiver. Rasheed Rice is legit. He's turned into a receiver. Miko Hardman coughing it up at the one. But it's not like Mahomes has a lot of, quote, weapons. If you wanted to pick any group of weapons in the league, I think you'd be picking between Detroit and the Niners right now. Um, yeah, probably, as far as skill position players right. on the team. Right. Um, Ryan Clark wasn't done. The conversation Not twisted. Not done? No. we got to talk about Jordan Love first. 
Even with Jordan Love throwing an inopportune, inexplicable interception to end the game, I was sitting there watching them going, man, the NFL world should be excited that Jordan Love doesn't play for the San Francisco 49ers. And we are starting, at least in my opinion, to get into the realm the San Francisco 49ers used to be with Jimmy Garoppolo. Where it was, yeah, with Kyle Shanahan calling plays, we could be really good. With the players around him, we could be really good. But can our quarterback take us to the next level? And now that it's getting down to the critical football moments, to the moments that turn good players into legends, that turn good teams into teams we never forget, you're starting to see. You don't take Brock Purdy over Jared Goff right now, and you for sure don't take Brock Purdy over the two dudes on the other side in the AFC. So if you're the San Francisco 49ers, you're thinking to yourself right now, this team that we were starting to run through our quarterback better run through Uncle Shannon's nephew, Christian McCaffrey. Because if it doesn't, they're going to find themselves at home again without a ring. I will tell you this right now. Yes, I do take Brock Purdy over Jared Goff. 100%. And I love Jared Goff. Jared Goff won me $900 here in the 95-7 The Game League. Putting it out there. I'm sorry. Yes, he did. Thank you. Thank you, Grandy. I know that was hard for you. Mike. Should have been me. I know. It should have been. Jared Goff's a good player. Jared Goff is a good player. But when you factor in uh, mobility, youth, certainly price, um, all of that stuff, yes, I would take Brock Purdy over Jared Goff. That's another question I'd like to ask. Why do we never refer to Brock Purdy as a young player? Why is he supposed to be a finished product? I even remember conversations you and I had after last year where yeah. you were like, I don't think he's going to get any better. How could he? And I was like, I don't know how he wouldn't. Yeah. And that's and how, he got better. Well, that's how everyone feels about Jordan Love. You look at Jordan Love and you're like, ooh, this is going to be good. How come? How come? That doesn't apply to 23-year-old Brock Purdy with 25 starts. I don't know. Yeah, and it does to Jordan Love, who's 25, and he's started just or played in just about as many games as Brock Purdy in terms of his time in Green Bay, yet he gets the young quarterback can still get better label, but Brock Purdy doesn't. I, I wonder where that lies with so many people who are casting casting shade on Brock Purdy or giving him that hate because it's easy to look at the game on Saturday and say, well, if the Niners would have lost that game, then you could put the blame in many ways on Brock Purdy because he was not very good for three and a half quarters, but then they needed a drive with six minutes left, and he led him on a drive. So I don't know what else he could do other than win the game. Yeah, he could play better, but he played well enough when they needed him to, and they won the game. I'm trying to look up how many games Jordan Love has actually started in his career. He's played in 27. Yeah. But some of those have come in in relief of Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think it's 18. I think it's 18 games that uh, that Jordan Love has yeah, started. 18 starts. Yeah, okay. Including so, the playoffs, I think it's 20. So Brock has seven more, although one of them he barely got to play. So shouldn't these be comparable players? Sure. Shouldn't they be considered like... Jordan's had more years in a system. This is his fourth year in the league. Right. Um, learning under Aaron Rodgers. The Garoppolo thing, come on. Come on. Like, look, I'm not. It, it, are there questions 
about Purdy being able to get over on a Lamar or a Patrick? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I hope after this Sunday we get to see another shot at it and see if he can do it. I think that there are questions about that, and that's fair. Um, Putting Garoppolo's name into this and acting like the 49ers are now a team that just has to hand the ball off, dink, dunk. If it's more than 25 yards down the field, forget about it. It's going to be overthrown or, or, um, or, or what have you. Kyle Shanahan feels locked up as a play caller. All of that, to me, we're nowhere near that. That's that 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 I don't understand that comment at all. No, and that's what people are going to do to try to make the comparison between Garoppolo and Purdy to serve their own argument. And you look at you know where you were in terms of you know the numbers that they had Garoppolo in 2019 when he went 13 and three. His QB rating was 102, not as good as Brock. His uh, yards per attempt not as good. He almost had 4,000 yards, not quite what Brock had. I know he had 16 games, not 17. The numbers are somewhat similar, but when you just watch what Brock is doing in terms of the throws he makes versus what Jimmy was doing, it's not close. And he's a second-year player. He's a second-year player. I'm not going to tell you he's perfect. That would be absurd. He did not play well on Saturday night. For the majority of the game, it was a bad game for him. He's a young player. Right. A young player. Jimmy G had only made 10 starts when he started that year in 2019. Yep. So he was older, yes, but yes, in terms of his experience level, it was pretty comparable in terms of how many starts. Uh, you're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco. Always live on the free Odyssey app, Twitch and YouTube. Powered by First NorCal Credit Union. Smart choice for low auto loan rates and super simple online application process. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.